Podcasters, hear me. It is true what many of you have heard. You need to have your entire podcast library hosted. And as I speak, the solution is here. I stand here before you, truthfully, unafraid, because the Podcaster Matrix is here. Let us shake these microphones, guests, and legacies. Plug into the real-world podcast hosting solution now at podcastermatrix.com. Welcome to Small Business Saturdays. The Small Business Saturdays podcast. With your host and my husband. And my dad, Aaron Montgomery. Join the conversation. Let's talk some business. Good afternoon, everyone. It is, uh, let's see, one o'clock here in Central Time. So I guess some of you, it might still be the morning. The East Coast folks, in fact, uh, Emil's going to join us in, uh, sorry, the West Coast folks. Emil's going to join us here in just a moment from the uh, West Coast over there. So, Good morning, good afternoon, whatever works for you. Hopefully uh, everybody's having a wonderful Saturday so far. Uh, I'm really excited here to talk today about uh, the five financial numbers you should know. Uh, this is gonna be a great conversation. You're gonna take away a lot of good information from this and and just an understanding of, hey, you know what? You're not in this alone. You know, you, you, you've gotta, gotta understand these things, but there's also tools out there to help you. So we're gonna, we're gonna get into that today and I'm really excited to do that and have an opportunity to talk about that some of you may or may not know this about me, but uh, my dad was an accountant for 25 years, a CPA. Um, I thought it meant something other than certified public accountant, but uh, that's a different story. Um, <laughs> he is my dad after all. So, uh, you know, numbers are things people look at me and go, hey, you should really, you know, like it, understand it. And I'm like, mm, no, he was an accountant. I stayed away from that stuff. I went to the marketing side, the the, the other side of things. So um, I'm really looking forward to taking some notes today, too. So that's going to be fun. Um, for those of you that uh, aren't aware, I'm actually getting ready to head off to Louisville next week, next Tuesday, and uh, Louisville, Kentucky for the Skills USA. Uh, it's the national competition. If you haven't uh, checked out Skills USA from some of the other things that I've talked about in the past and some of the things we've talked about over at Two Regular Guys, um, Skills USA is an awesome organization. Um, mainly working within the high schools, but they also have some uh, post uh, high school kind of programs as well. And uh, basically what's happening over there in Louisville right now is, in fact, they're setting up for it. Uh, I've seen all the pictures on Instagram and stuff like that, is these kids have earned their way to the national competition. And uh, I get to judge one of the sublimation competitions. So uh, I'm really excited to do that. Uh, SGIA kind of hosts that part of the competition out there. And uh, I've been asked to be a judge. I think this is my fourth year going now. So go over and check out Skills USA. See if there's a way you can support that within your own uh, high school or community there. Uh, it's a great program for kids that are coming into our industry and are going to be passionate about it. So uh, really going to be a fun time. I'm taking my wife and my son with me. And uh, yeah, we'll probably do a little Instagram along the way. We'll try to post a few things, be silly, have fun, you know, the, the usual stuff. So, <laughs> all right. Well, if you are checking in to the live Facebook here, make sure that uh, you are asking your questions, uh, putting in your comments, your feedback. Uh, this is all about the community of small business owners that, uh, that we are. And we are excited to kind of share, work together raise the tide for everybody involved. So that's what we're all about here at Small Business Saturdays. Uh, one other quick note before we get into uh, talking the meat of the program here is I want to make sure that you guys are checking out the podcast version of this. Uh, 
there's going to be all sorts of stuff. And basically every Saturday morning or so, uh, over at Small Business Saturdays Podcast.com. And that's Small Business Saturdays, Saturdays with an S, podcast.com. You can check out past episodes that become audio versions. That way, if you're not able to catch the live version here on the video side of things, you can listen to them later and uh, listen while you're working out at the gym, listen while you're in the car, listen while you're in the shop printing t shirts, whatever it is where you can't really. Uh, Pay attention and, and watch and interact on the comment side here. You can catch all that information later on. So I'd really appreciate you guys checking that out. All right. Well, are we ready to dive in here? I think we are. Let's do it. <laughs> I'm talking to myself. Weird. All right. <laughs> all right, guys. Here we go. So uh, let me get the right buttons pushed here. I'm going to welcome into the show Emil Abedin, who's with Anchor Bookkeeping and the founder and chief executive officer. And he's also a certified public accountant and partner of a CPA firm, Abedin and Tulane. And I'm probably messing that up completely, but you'll you'll get me in a second here. Uh, they're a premier boutique accounting firm in the Los Angeles area, offering business consulting, accounting, and tax services to for small to mid-sized business. Uh, after working alongside frustrated small business owners for more than a decade, Emil founded Anchor Bookkeeping in 2018. He recognized a need in the market for affordable yet personalized one-on-one -on -one bookkeeping services for small business owners. Uh, he's a member of the California Society of Certified Public Accountants, the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants, and a board member and chief financial officer of the Swedish American Chamber of Commerce in Los Angeles. Uh, he holds a master's degree in business and excuse me, economics from uh, Uppsala University in Sweden. And uh, welcome into Small Business Saturdays. Thank you. How you doing, Aaron? I am doing great. So how many of those names did I mess up? First off, okay. <laughs> I did okay. <laughs> so it, it's Uppsala, is that correct? Uppsala. Uppsala, Uppsala, Uppsala yeah. in Sweden. Uppsala. Excellent. So yeah. uh, all the way, when you and I got a chance to talk a little bit before we got started here about uh, yeah. your travels, moving to Sweden at two and uh, been in the LA area for what, about 10 years now? Is that about correct? 12, 12, 12, 13 years. 12, 12 13 yeah. years. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, well, let's dive into this because I know we've got a lot of stuff that we want to cover here and not a ton of time to do that in. So you've been working with small businesses for more than a decade now. What, what do you think some of the biggest challenges that, that you see them face on a day-to-day -day basis? That's a good, that's a good question, Aaron. You know, I've been working with business owners uh, 10, 15 years now. Yeah. And uh, across the board, different industries, creative industries, professionals, uh, restaurants, retail, wholesale. Uh, the smallest businesses that we work with tend to have the same kind of issues. You know, when they start up a business, they have a great idea. They have a passion for something whatever industry they're in. Yeah. And so they get into the business to start operating. And pretty soon they realize that, wow, I'm putting in 60, 70, 80, sometimes 90 hours a week yeah. into my business, uh, doing things that I never signed up for. Yeah. I'm a great attorney or I'm a great marketing person or I'm a great IT person. That's what I want to do. But I, I start doing a lot of other things. If I'm not a marketing person, like a CPA, I'm doing marketing now that I have no clue about. Or I start doing administration work uh, all of a sudden 10 hours a week. Or the IT is breaking down, computers are breaking down, spending hours and hours fixing my computers uh, or starting hiring employees. Hi, I'm Kyleen, and you're listening to an episode of the Small Business Saturdays podcast. Do you want to subscribe to the Small Business Saturdays podcast? Head over to smallbusinesssaturdayspodcast.com 
There are tons of ways to subscribe. Click on your favorite and grab all the information about growing your small business. Anyhow, all right. So That's okay. you you were talking about the fact that you, we've got to do those things. We can't just let it kind of run. But I'll, I'll let you go on from but, there. <laughs> but, so, that's, so that's not the problem itself. That's part of the business. You got yeah. you got to deal with deal with all of that things. The problem is that small business owners, at least the ones that we work with, and it's been hundreds of them, if not thousands, throughout these years, that they don't realize that you don't have to do all of these things. Yeah. You, know, you got to make sure it's done. But your marketing, if you're not in the marketing industry, you don't have to do your marketing. Or if you're not an accountant, you don't have to do your bookkeeping yourself. Or you're yeah. not an IT person, you don't have to do your uh, technology yourself. Uh, and don't get me wrong, I've been there. When I started my business 10 years, roughly 10 years ago, uh -huh. I was putting in at least 60 hours every week, minimum, up to 80, 90 hours every some some weeks, and uh, uh, without making a dime. Really, my my wife was getting worried at times and saying, um, "You know, what are you doing? You're working working 80 hours a week, and making zero dollars. Now, what's mm -hmm. going on?" And that's right. And that's when I really had to think about it and say, "Okay, what's going on? I got to change things. I can't yeah. do all of these things myself." Yeah. And uh, and within my business, within accounting, for example, uh, all clients that we work with are really great at what they do. They're either whether if they're in a lawyers or in marketing whatever they do they're really good yeah. at what they do but they never went to accounting school or they don't have accounting knowledge and trying to do those kind of tasks themselves is a waste of time they try to do it they don't get it right and at the end of the day not that it's not done for tax return purpose they don't understand the financials they don't understand the numbers and that's number one one of the number one reasons uh, for why more than 50% of small businesses failed within the first five years from yeah. the from the start. Yeah. So that that's the biggest issue that yeah. I see, not only within accounting, with all, across the board, things that they shouldn't do, they try to do things and it just takes time and time away yeah. from, from their business. Yeah, no, I, I think that's a really good point. I think, uh, you, you know, I've heard that number 50%. I've heard that number sometimes as high as 85%. Some people have said, you know, we'll, we'll fail in that, that first five years. And, and I a hundred percent agree with you. It's like, you're trying to bite off more than you can chew. I know you're just getting started and, and maybe the resources aren't quite there, but there are all sorts of different ways to go about this, you know, these different areas. And I think that's uh that's a really good point that you're making there. Uh, in fact, my, my buddy and I, that uh, we do the two regular guys podcast together. His joke is that as an entrepreneur, you have the right to work every hour of every day. <laughs> and I think some people take that a little too much to heart and you don't have to always do all of that. Stick with what you're passionate about. And, uh, you know, look to the people because guess what? There's other people out there that are passionate about things that you're not and uh, they can do those things for you way better than you can. And I'm sure probably much more reasonably priced if you value your time. So um, good and with stuff. Today's business, sorry for interrupting, but today's business no. will there. You know, you could have a marketing team anywhere in the world, yeah. you know, freelancers from anywhere in the world doing the work for you or IT person or virtual assistant, you don't have to actually hire them to do the work for you. You yeah. can just hire them for that specific task that you need them for a very reasonable cost, as you just mentioned. So yeah, it's a great time to do business. In. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, there's not, not a better time at all, for sure. Like you said, you, you can have an entire army of people working for you 
uh, and you'll never meet them or never see them <laughs> and, yeah. and, and get really good quality work at, for, you know, a very affordable price. I, I think it's, you know, you've got things like Upworks and, and, uh, you know, I kind of try to stay away from Fiverr sometimes, but you know, that you can find the right thing there occasionally. Um, and we're going to talk about some other tools here. So let's, let's talk, let's talk some numbers here. Let's talk some financial stuff here. And what, in, in your mind, what have you seen out there as far as, what are some numbers that we need to be tracking that, that are going to kind of help keep our guardrails for success here? Number one thing, first of all, before we dig into the numbers, is yeah. you've got to yep. be tracking. You have to keep track of your numbers. Nice. Uh, whether it's this number or that number, you got to keep track of your numbers. Uh, otherwise, sooner or later, you, you're going to lose it. And number one that I want to talk about is uh, as easy as your revenue. Your sales, your income, revenue, whatever you want to call it. Basically, mm -hmm. the prestige you get from your customers or your your clients. You got to know the, what you're collecting. Uh, you would be surprised. You probably say, "Well, who wouldn't know the revenue?" But you would be surprised. You would yeah. be surprised how many times I ask this question for to our clients, new clients that come in. Uh -huh. Well, what's your revenue? What are we looking at approximately? You don't have to give me exact number, but they don't know. I have no wow. clue. They will tell me. And huh. that's the wrong answer. No clue is, is the wrong answer. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you have any any thoughts on on why that might be? Is it just because it's coming in from different places, or, or just they just really aren't paying attention to it? Because they're not keeping track. Ah. Simply, simply, they're not keeping track. You know, uh, yeah, they know how much money they have in the bank because that's what they go in every morning or every yeah. every week just to see if they can cut any checks or anything. But uh, they don't keep track. They don't know where it came from. It might be bank loan. It might be, it might be revenue. It might yeah. be their own money they put into the business. Wow. Uh, obviously, putting in your money is not revenue, so they have no clue. Oh, wow. Not everyone, obviously. I'm yeah, not, yeah, 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 yeah. But, but, that, that's but interesting. Across the board, across the board, they don't know what the revenue. That's number one. You gotta know. How much revenue you you collect from your clients or customers? Okay. okay. Uh, second thing is your gross profit. So if you sell if you sell products, let's say if you sell this this pen, uh, yep. you buy yep. it for a dollar, you sell it for two dollars, so you have one dollar margin there. So it's yep. a fifty percent gross margin. You got to know what your margins are. Yeah. Because uh, if you buy this for a dollar and sell it for a dollar, you have zero margins. There's no point doing this selling this product. Nice. You, you better move on to the next product. Why is that important? It's maybe not important if you sell one or two products because it's easy to, to keep track of it. But yeah. as you keep on growing your inventory and sell different kinds of items, you might actually be losing on certain products that you sell that you're not aware of. So you have to keep track of your revenue and your cost of goods sold, which is the cost of this pen, yeah. which brings you down to the gross profit margin. Okay. In, in this case, it's a 50%. It's excellent. It's great. Yeah. But what if you still start selling thousands, 2,000, and your gross margin rate goes down? Yeah. Then we have a problem. Uh, that, that shouldn't happen. You know, gross margin should go up, actually. And it actually happens. It happens. Yeah. They miscalculations, and they don't sell the right items, so they actually lose on the products. you got to keep track of your gross profit. Very important for, for uh, businesses that sell items, products. Gotcha. Okay. The next thing would be monthly expenses. I know we, we said five five items, but yeah. probably a little bit more than five. You've got to explain okay. because they're all going hand in hand. <laughs> no, no, it's all good. But, bring uh, as many as you can bring me. That's all good. <laughs> so monthly operating expenses. What are operating expenses? Your rent, your employees, your advertising, your uh, travel, meals, uh, utilities, telephone. These are all your operating expenses. Okay. And you got to keep track of that. Why is that important? Because 
if your employees costs keep on growing from month to month, but your revenue is still the same, you got a problem. Yeah. Why, why are you paying your employees so much more uh, when you don't make more money? It might be some issues, might be some inefficiencies in the business. There might be some problems that you, you, should, you should solve. Yeah. Uh, so any kind, of, any kind of operating expenses should be tracked, obviously. But the ones that are more important, in my opinion, is employees, employees cost. Because in the service-based industries, employee is the biggest, one of the biggest uh, expenses for your business. So you want to make sure you track that. Your advertising. So if you spend $1,000 on advertising and generate, let's say, uh, $10,000 revenue, okay. But now if you increase your advertising, spend $2,000, Technically, your revenue should go up to twenty thousand. Yeah. If it, I'm just saying, just an example. I, yeah, I don't yeah, know exactly. Yeah. I'm not in the marketing. Industry, yeah, no, but, yeah, that's a perfect example. <laughs> but if it doesn't increase to twenty thousand dollars, well, why is that? Uh, so you got to talk to your marketing team. Say, okay, we spend double the money, but we don't double our revenue. We need to know why this is happening. Yeah. So you, there's certain items you got to keep track more than others. Wages, advertising, uh, utilities in certain businesses where they have a lot of lot of manufacturing businesses, for example, where the utility cost is very high. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to make sure you track that regularly to make sure you, the, uh, uh, the percentage are matching. So, and you, just, you, you don't only want to do it monthly basis. You want to compare that from month to month. So you want to see from every month, from January, February, March, April, May, just line it up uh, and see how it keeps growing or reducing to be able to analyze your numbers, to be able to make the wise decisions for your business, to be able to take it to the next level with accurate data and uh, analysis. Okay, all right, great. Uh, fourth one is net profit. Obviously, yes, uh, you would say net profit. Who doesn't know how much money they make? Again, wrong. There's yeah. so many people out there who don't have no clue about how much money they make. Uh, before, before Anchor Bookkeeping was created, you know, they sometimes brought their uh, shoebox to us with receipts or just a handwritten uh, handwritten uh, list with expenses. And I just asked them, okay, how much money do you make? Well, I don't know. You do the work. I have no clue. I can do the work. That's fine. That's not a problem. But yeah. the problem is that these numbers are for last year. We're in March, April of the following year. And yeah. You haven't looked at your numbers. So you don't have no clue about what numbers you did last year which is an issue. How did you make your decision? How did you decide to hire or fire? Or how did you decide to take on a new client or not? So you didn't have that base. You didn't have that information. I would think those decisions were made based on guessing if you don't have those numbers. So you need to know your profit and loss. So all these four, first four items that I just discussed could be found in a profit and loss statement. Okay. So these are all in a profit and loss statement that you need to ask your accountant, CPA, bookkeeper, whoever, to provide it to you so you can analyze it and hopefully they want to sit down and do that together so they can explain yeah. exactly what's going on. I don't expect my clients to know these numbers or when we provide it to them, they probably don't understand it anyway. But that's why we're here. That's why we want to talk to them. That's why we want to explain these numbers to them in detail so they exactly understand why these numbers increased or why that reduced so, so they can make the decisions based on that. Nice. Okay. The, the last, uh, the fifth one is the asset and liabilities, which could be fa- uh, found on the balance sheet report. And the balance sheet is basically a snapshot of your financial situation at any given time. Let's say as of end of December 31st, 2018 or 19, you pull up a balance sheet where you see exactly how much uh, asset you have, 
yeah. in the bank, inventory, accounts receivable, other assets. And on the other side of the balance, you see how much liabilities you have. You might have $100,000 or $50,000 assets, but if you have 200,000 liabilities, the health of the company is not, is not that good. So you want to monitor that part also, even though balance sheet is not directly related to the result or the profit of the income, but that shows the health of the company. So you got to look at those reports combined to be able to make decisions on your business and your decisions on how to develop and take your business to the, to the next level. Nice. Okay. Yeah. And, and I think it's really interesting that, that you're saying, you know, this is about the tracking and making good decisions within your business. And because I've actually heard some small businesses that I've worked with kind of say, yeah, I don't really monitor my finances that closely because it just makes me feel bad that I'm failing or, or that, you know, I'm not quite there yet or something like that. It's like, hold on a second. This is not about beating yourself up and saying you're failing or succeeding. This is your kind of information to say, you know what, that maybe wasn't the best decision that I could have made. Let's do it differently this next time. But if they don't have this information, they just keep doing the same bad decision over and over again. Yeah. And, and, and so I'm sure you've seen that too, where, where people just kind of want to bury their head in the sand a little bit. And unfortunately that kind of ends up being that 50 to 85% of them that just don't quite make it. So, um, yeah, that's, I mean, that's interesting. You brought it up. Shame, shame is number one reason why why they don't want to do it nice. obviously time and all that you know they don't have time or they yeah. think they can but shame you know they just just dig it up you know I, I, if i don't look at it i don't know about it probably that, that the problem doesn't exist unfortunately that's not how it is the problem yeah. is still there uh, so you better look at it yeah. so don't feel don't feel shame you know there, yeah. there's a lot of a lot of business owners in your situation absolutely that 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 need the help so yeah get the get the help Get the help. Yeah, I, I would I would venture to say most of them are probably in your same situation and or were in your same situation at some point. And, you know, they've got to partner up with a, a good accountant bookkeeper like yourself and and be able to have those conversations. You know, you guys aren't there to beat them up. You're there as a partner to help them because the more they succeed, the more you're going to succeed. <laughs> and I think people miss that point sometimes. So um, good stuff. Well, Emil, yeah, can we can we dive into these? Uh, you know, you gave us a good rundown. We talked about some of the things here. Um, obviously, we talked about revenue and, and the proceeds as number one there. Um, number two, you had gross profit. And, and I think I'd love to have you kind of maybe explain that a little bit more for folks when, when you're talking. So you gave us the analogy of, of the pen, which is perfect. You know, you've got the, you're selling it for $2 and you've got a dollar's worth of cost in that pen. But are there some other things? Let's say you spent a dollar for that pen, but you had to have it shipped from the manufacturer. I mean, what are all the other parts and pieces of, of yeah. gross profit that people need to be looking at? Good, good question. There. Yeah, I just simplified the gross profit. Sure, the, sure. The cost of the pen, but there's a lot of other things other than the cost of the pen that goes into the gross uh, cost of goods sold and the gross margin. Okay. The ship shipment. You know, the it, obviously you don't make if you don't make the pen at your warehouse, the pen comes from somewhere from the yeah. warehouse. The yeah. cost of the shipment, the cost for you to ship it to your to your, to your client is part cost uh, part of the cost of goods sold. Okay. So those anything related to the directly related to the sales of this pen would go into the uh, gross gross profit margin uh, calculation. Okay. And then I had one other question of, of, about that kind of area, because you had mentioned, you know, we're talking about people that are making stuff and, and a lot of the folks that are, are tuning into this are, are makers of things. They're making shirts, they're making coffee mugs, they're making mm -hmm. those kinds of things. But 
we do also uh, work with a few kind of service folks. Is is there kind of also a, a bit of a, a gross profit kind of model for people that are doing service, or, or is it, it? It's not as as common uh, okay. because obviously you don't sell products, so you don't have a cost of goods sold. Okay. But what we sometimes do for uh, service based industries that have direct direct correlation with their the services they sell. Let's say they have outside labor. Uh, you're a marketing person. Uh, who outsource all of your work to whatever whatever company yeah. that you use. So you have direct outside services, outside labor to provide the services. That would that would could be equivalent to the cost of goods service or how, whatever yeah. you want. It's not cost of goods uh, goods sold, but it's cost of service. And those situations we do use use those calculations to see. Okay, you brought in hundred thousand dollar revenue. Out of that hundred thousand dollar, fifty thousand went to your contractors. So only you only kept kept fifty thousand dollar to to uh, for your operating expenses. So that that works exactly the same way for service industries. It's not as usual to keep track of it the same way for product uh, as product businesses. But yes, to answer your question, service based industry will do that too. Nice. Okay. All right. Great. Well, thank you for answering that for me. Um, all right. Well, I, let's let's keep moving down here. Let's talk uh, number three: the monthly operating expenses. Um, so you, you talked about a couple of examples there, where again it goes back to I think to my point about the fact that we we just need to be tracking this. We're not giving this information to say, ah, bad business owner, you're screwing this up. You know, this is a hey, employees. Your, your salaries went up. Our production did not. How can we get to those kinds of things? Are are, th are there some other things out there? You mentioned employees. Um, you mentioned the advertising budget. Are, are there other areas like that where we just need to be tracking? Utilities, for example, in the manufacturing businesses. Okay. That that's what I see a lot of times. They have a lot. Their utility cost is is, is huge. At least here in the Southern California area. Uh, so that's that's another thing. Uh, if you start hiring hiring employees and give them credit card for their you know reimbursement card you got you want to monitor the, the travel the meals you know the employees are using your card for uh, business trips and all that why is your travel expenses increasing so much where <laughs> where you don't do much more than before yeah or uh, so there there it's not only for accounting and tax purpose to keep track of this it's for your own business and for your efficiency purpose also to see how can you be more profitable? Every single couple of percentage that you can increase in your bottom line, that could increase a lot of lot of money to your, your bank account. So you want to make sure you don't lose and you don't waste money by not keeping track and monitoring your numbers. Okay. All right. Well, that, that's really good information. Perfect. Um, for those of you that are, are watching along here and, and following along live, make sure that uh, you're posting your questions and comments that you have for Emil here, because we'll we'll get to those as, as we go through that. So uh, I don't want to be the one dominating the uh, the questions here. <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's let's then talk about some net profit. So we talked about gross profit. And I think sometimes people get that a little bit confused. Um, but but within the net profit, you know what what does that look like? What what's I guess my question is why is that important to track separately from your gross profit? That's a good one. So the gross profit is is related to your products only. So okay. or the service or is is the it's on the top of the profit and loss statement. But after that, you have your operating expenses. 
So gotcha. you, if you, what we discussed about the operating expenses, you got to keep track of it. And if you don't monitor that, if you waste money on operating expenses, even though your gross margin is really great, you have 50, 60, 70% gross margin mm -hmm. on your products. But if you waste money on your operating expenses, if you pay more rent than you have to for your kind of business, uh, or if you pay more to your employees than you really have to and what, based on what they do, or all these expenses, then your net profit is going down. And net profit is basically what you keep keep at the end of the year. That's your money. As the owner of the business, the net profit goes into your pocket. Simplified model. There are some items that takes away from it, but just to keep it simple, net profit is what you will keep. So you want to make sure as your net profit amount is as as high as possible. And that's calculated by all the other things that we discussed. Your revenue, your cost of goods sold, your gross margin, your operating expenses. So that's why I want to talk about all of these because it's, it goes hand in hand. You know, it's gotcha. all, all related and bring you down to the net profit. And it's a good question that clients or businesses, they usually uh, don't understand the difference between net and gross profit. The net is the bottom line, absolutely last line of your profit and loss statement where you see how much the business made for that period, per year, per quarter, whatever period we're looking at. Okay. All right. Perfect. All right. And then you talk to us about assets and liabilities. Um, mm -hmm. You know, you, so you're kind of talking about, okay, we've got, you know, hundred thousand here in assets, but uh, maybe you've got uh, liabilities of 200,000. So you got to, got to get that uh, better aligned. What, what, are, what are some common liabilities that uh, people would have on that side of that, that statement? Bank loans. You know, you start a business. Uh, most of us who start a business don't have the capital to, uh, put into the business themselves. So we got to get a bank loan to buy equipment, furniture, whatever we need for our business. So you get a, a line of credit or a bank loan to get started. And uh, as you mentioned, if you have $50,000 in the bank and the bank bank account as an asset, you yeah. have $200,000 in the liabilities, obviously it's not in balance. So you don't have enough money to pay you for your liabilities. Yeah. That's not necessarily a problem. Don't get me wrong. You know, you might be generating profit throughout the year where you can slowly pay off that debt and bring it down. But you okay. got to monitor it. You got to make sure you understand it. To, just because you have 50000 in the bank, wow, I'm making 50000 You know, I can take it out and I'm going on vacation or whatever you want to do. No, 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 slow down. <laughs> yeah. You got to be able to service that liability still. So. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. What's your what's your monthly monthly payment to the bank for your loan? Okay. Calculate that. Let's say it's for two hundred thousand, it's three thousand dollars per month. Okay, we have whatever six or eight or ten months cushion to pay our liability uh, down. So you got to monitor it. Not necessarily that a problem. It doesn't have to be an issue, but monitor. Make sure you know what's going on. That that's my that's my key there. Nice, nice. Okay. Well, well, those are those are five great tools, five great things that we definitely need to keep an eye on, and like you said, monitor, track, be able to just make better decisions for our business is really what it boils down to from what, from what I'm getting and, and, and how I agree Absolutely. with this here. So I guess another quick question for you of these five things, is there anything, I mean, do they all just kind of work hand in hand or are there certain things that you would say, Hey, you really have to stay on top of this one. Revenue, revenue. Okay. You've got to know your revenue okay. and your operating expenses uh, because the revenue Revenue is not directly in your hands. You, you know, you can't control it. Obviously, the more advertising and the more you work on it, you can increase it. But the the operating expenses is more in your hand. You know, yeah. you, you could scale down. You could go to a lower, lower rent uh, location or you could 
perhaps even though it's not preferred, you can perhaps lay off some people, or uh, you could perhaps uh, be careful with the utilities or spend less on your internet. But there are there you have control over the operating expenses, yeah. which you need to monitor and make sure you control it. Revenue to be able to co compare that to your operating expenses. Uh, those two are your main things that you want to keep track of. If I have to tell you only two of them, yeah. even though the all, all five are as important, but revenue yeah. and operating expenses, because operating expenses more in your hand, you can nice. control that more okay. than the others. Perfect. So you, you got two nice bookends to these things is, is what it seems like. You know, if you're monitoring your revenue, you're monitoring your, your operating expenses, you know, you, that, that gets you started, but take, take care of the rest of those three too, because that also then helps you make better, better business decisions. Absolutely. That's exactly okay. what it is to make smart decisions to be able to take your business from where it is today to where you want it to be. Not because it's wrong and not because someone want to blame you for it. Just because you want to do better. Uh, yeah. That's, that's, that's yeah. the reason. We're all in this for success, people. So <laughs> that's right. Absolutely. That's right. All right. Well, we've kind of just touched a little bit on, on anchor bookkeeping, uh, but I want to talk a little bit more about this. Not only was I super excited to be able to kind of get all this great information and tips from you, but I think this service is really a valuable service for small businesses that I love so much. Tell us about that. What, what need did you see on field that kind of made you start anchor bookkeeping? You know, I've been, as I mentioned, I've been working with this, small businesses for close to close to 15 years and seeing the problems, seeing the issues, frustrations they're going through daily basis. And I still see that. And I want to do something about it. I wanted to help the small business owners. Obviously, uh, one person cannot change the entire business world, but at least within, within my profession, within whatever I know best, I want to do something. I want to create a solution where even the smallest businesses, 100,000, 50,000, 200,000 yeah. revenue clients annually, could take advantage of the same benefits that the bigger clients are getting from their CPA on a regular basis. The consultation, the data they need for their financial statements. Their banks ask for financial statements sometimes where the smallest business don't have a clue about it. So they can't give them financial statements because they don't have it. Yeah. Or when it comes to tax time, their CPA asks for their financial statement, they don't have it. So I want to create, the main thing here is to create a solution to help the smallest businesses to solve at least one problem of the biggest big picture problem yeah. here. Yeah. That nice. was that was the main problem. And uh, you know, with my estimate, with my experience, close to 80% of businesses uh, that came to us for tax return preparation purpose prior to anchor bookkeeping uh, either didn't have financial statements, they just came to us with a shoebox, or their financial statements were in horrible shape. Like they, yeah. it, it didn't make sense. No, we could not file tax return based on the financial statement they provided to us. So what happened? We had to put them on extension and uh, clean it up after the tax season wow. and file their tax return. Job is to create a lot of frustration. You know, if they had a bookkeeper who did the job poorly, uh, they were frustrated because, well, yeah. I paid this much to the bookkeeper. Uh, <laughs> it, it's done. Why are you telling me it's not done? Or if they try to do it themselves with different uh, online bookkeeping softwares obviously yes the bookkeeping softwares all out there are pulling in the data for you but you still have to do the work you still have to understand accounting to be able to do the right work and uh, get the data you need from it yeah. so my estimate is close to 80 percent of those were just horrible shape wow. and uh, and to solve this problem to reduce the frustration between the client and us the tension between us 
that's when uh, that's when the anchor big bookkeeping was born uh, sometimes in uh, mid mid to end 2018 last awesome great yeah well that's fantastic so so tell us a little bit more about anchor then what what's kind of what sets it apart what what's it all about um i'm actually going to put up the website on you can see it there at the bottom of the screen there it's anchorbookkeeping.com is what you want to go check out but i also am going to pop up the screen here and see if we can make it look a little bit better there we go <laughs> um so tell sure. us a little bit about the services that that anchor provides right. so it's exactly what it's a service so it's a bookkeeping service Okay. That's important to, to note here. It's not a software. So it's not, nothing that you subscribe to and you got to do your work, the work yourself and uh, got to install it or whatever. That's not it. It's a software. It's a bookkeeping a solution service for smallest businesses out there. Anywhere from zero revenue, because if you operate, if you have a corporation, LLC, you still have to file a tax return. You still have to keep track of your expenses. So smallest businesses, a couple of hundred thousand uh, typically in revenue, where we provide, where we simplify the bookkeeping process for the small businesses with the help of the technology. So we're not a software company, but we utilize the technology to simplify the process. So why did we do it the way we do it right now is, you know, younger entrepreneurs, they don't want to talk to us anymore. Uh, they, uh, they just want to make sure they get what they need. They understand what's out there. But uh, I realized that the younger business owners, 25 to 35 years old, uh, they don't want to talk to us. I, even if I call them, they uh, they don't respond. It just takes me back. So, <laughs> which is weird, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's where we live in now. <laughs> but so we wanted to create, on top of the regular bookkeeping service that we provide to our clients, uh, which we s simplified in a way where with a simple 15, 20 minute onboarding process with our bookkeepers, where you get your own dedicated bookkeepers. You don't have a person outside outside our office. It's not outsourced or anything. It's a bookkeeper vetted by CPAs. I'm a CPA myself, so I, all these bookkeepers go through me. So we look at it and we review all these financial statements also. So uh, going back there, 15, 20 minutes onboarding process, you create a login on our website, anchorbookkeeping.com, and through your own login, connect to your bank, uh, directly okay. to your bank in a secure way. One time you enter your username and password with your bank's credentials without, without us seeing that. It's a yeah. very secure way of doing that. And yep. we'll thereafter download your transactions, check copies, uh, 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 statements, bank and credit card statements, into our system where we on monthly basis do your bookkeeping and upload the financial statements, profit and loss balance sheet, but also a general ledger that we didn't discuss earlier here. A general ledger report is basically itemized of all your transactions for that period. So item by item. So in the profit and loss in the balance sheet, you will see the total amount. So let's say employees, that's your total for that period, $100,000. Yeah. But in a general ledger, you will see exactly what that $100,000 uh, is coming from. And uh, so that's more for your CPA for end of the year. So when yeah. you provide it to them, they will see exactly how the bookkeeping is done uh, to not confuse them. And the way we do the bookkeeping for Anchor Bookkeeping is the exact same way we want our financial statements for our CPA firm. Okay. So we provide the same kind of level of service for bookkeeping. So when it goes to our clients, CPA, tax preparer, uh, they just have to plug in the uh, into their tax software basically they don't have to make any adjustment it's all clean nice way uh when it comes to us it's 100 we don't change anything 
if they would want to change, if they want to reclassify something, let's say they spent $100 or $200 on Amazon, well, that was not really office expense. That was more of, I don't know, uh, books or whatever. But yeah. that's why yeah. we do that. We communicate with the client and reclassify for them and give it back to them. Wow. So, okay. so they, they have that option to do that, obviously. Uh, so that's the bookkeeping part of it. And nice. going back to the younger entrepreneurs is that we built in a chat function with it, with the client and the bookkeeper directly. And nice. the chat is not just a general chat that goes to customer support or directly with their own bookkeeper. Wow. So whenever you, you as a client have a cl uh, question, you just message us, chat within the software, uh, text, or just pick up the phone and talk directly to your bookkeeper. Hey, Emil, I have this question. How did you get to this number? Or I don't understand why the revenue is this much or not that much. And we'll go over the numbers with you and explain to you in detail so, so you understand that. If you don't want to talk to us, that's fine. Text within, within the dashboard and chat function works perfect also, which is actually looking at our clientele, probably more than 50, 60% of our clients communicate with us through the chat and text function rather than calling us. Yeah, uh, I guess that's the new way of doing this. <laughs> yeah, I know it. It is pretty, pretty interesting. I got seventeen places to check for a message that could. Yeah, anyhow, that's a different story. <laughs> awesome, cool. So, how much does a, a service like this cost, approximately? So it starts at one hundred forty nine dollar monthly. Whoa. So it's a flat fee. Cheap. You don't do. Yeah, that's I would, that's I would super say cheap. reasonable. I would say it's uh, cheap. I would say cheap. Uh, it's $149 for clients up to, we have very simple uh, cost structure. So if you make up to $200,000 revenue per year, it's $149. From $200,000 to $500,000 revenue, the cost goes up to $199. And from $500,000 revenue up to a million dollar, it's $299. If you're more than a million dollar revenue client, I would say anchor bookkeeping is not a good fit for you. Okay. Uh, you will need more, more involvement throughout the year. Sure. Uh, uh, you need to sit down with your accountant, CPA, yeah. not only over the phone or anything, but uh, up to a million dollars. Most of our clients are anywhere between hundred to three, four hundred thousand dollar clients, where they fall between one forty nine and one ninety nine uh, per month. It's flat fee. You can call, chat, text anytime you want with us. We don't keep track of the hours, and uh, you know exactly what you get for the money. There's no games played, and and that's how we do it. And we don't nickel and dime, you know, if you go over 201,000, 200, we don't increase <laughs> it. You're, no. you're not there to beat them. Okay. Well, we're hey, in no relationships with our clients and we want, we want to make sure they're successful because if they are, we'll be successful too. So that's yeah. our, that's our goal. Nice. Wow. I mean, that, I still am just flabbergasted by how reasonable that, that price is. For, I mean, this is bookkeeping this is not, you know, this is wow. Uh, and just to tell you how we were able to reduce the cost. You know, yeah. In our CPA firm, we can't do that because it's sure. a different business model. But the reason we're able to do it at $149 for anchor bookkeeping is because of this direct contact with the bank. So we don't have to bug the client to send us the financial, uh, the bank statements, yeah. credit card statement, receipts, uh, check copies. We get that directly. So we save so much time by getting that automatically. Yeah. That makes it available and that makes, us a po makes it possible for us to reduce our cost. We don't right. waste time going back and forth. We get the information, we do it, we give it back to client, we communicate if needed. Wow, that's that's really awesome, cool. Well. Everybody, make sure that you're over there checking that out. Um, yeah, I, I just noticed there was actually pricing on the the website. So, and and yeah. you've got a free trial. 
So you guys are free gonna... trial, one month free, free trial. You don't even have to give us your credit card information. Just sign up, connect your bank. We do one month of bookkeeping, upload your financials. It's yours. You can do whatever you want with it. Uh, if you like it, you just sign up. If you don't, sell. So you know what? Thank you for the service. I take my uh, financials with me. I'm out of here. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's a, that, that's fantastic. So, I mean, really you've got nothing to lose. So just get over there, get signed up. Anchorbookkeeping.com is where you want to go check that out. And, uh, yeah, uh, my, my wife's actually tuned in. She was making a comment on there. So, um, Honey, we uh, need to go do this when we get home, okay? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, you've given us a ton of great information, tons of tons of tips, but uh, I always like to try to squeeze that one last little bit out. <laughs> can you give us one more tip, one, one more thing that small businesses can do, start doing today, that's going to help them better master their finances? Number one thing, know your numbers. As okay. I mentioned, more than 50% of businesses fail within the five year. I know 85, 75, there are some other numbers out there, but within the five year, at least 50% of businesses fail. And the main reason is because they don't know their numbers. Make sure you get your numbers, you look at them monthly or at least quarterly basis. You don't have to spend hours and hours. You just need 15, 20 minutes monthly or quarterly to review your numbers so you know it, to make your decisions based on financial history and not by guessing. You don't want to guess guess into the future you want to know where you were to make the smart decisions to take your business to you to where it's going so yeah. know your numbers please 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 know your numbers that's <laughs> my number number one number one advice to all small business owners that's fantastic that is a great piece of advice everybody uh, that you know and and again me being a person that I never really was enjoyed that side of, of business that much. Yeah. Like I said, I let my dad handle that stuff, but <laughs> you have to know to be able to make the decision. So again, a, a service like, like anchor here, you know, working with you, that's the way to go to know the numbers, to be able to make the decisions. It's not to know the numbers for shame or any of those other things. It's to know the numbers, to make good decisions about bettering your business. So that that's a, a fantastic point. Awesome. Well, anything else uh, before I let you get back to your Saturday here? Unless you guys have any questions, listeners have any questions, I'm more than more than happy to answer any anything there. Okay. All right. I have not seen a whole lot of questions. People were pretty uh, pretty satisfied. You were very detailed and and gave us a ton of great sure. stuff. I've got a notebook full here, so I'm looking forward to uh, digesting all of that. And uh, yeah. And if there's any questions, you know. Yeah, go into anchorbookkeeping.com, get our number, just call us. We have bookkeepers. My, I myself, I'm more than happy to jump on the call, explain the process, explain anything accounting and tax related, bookkeeping related, just to get you off the ground. You don't have to use Anchor Bookkeeping. Uh, if you have questions, just call us. We're more than happy to help you. Help you. Nice, nice. And it looks like uh, people can find you guys all over social media as well. Uh, Anchor Books uh, on Facebook, uh, Anchor underscore Books on Twitter, looks, uh, Anchor Bookkeeping on LinkedIn. You guys are everywhere. Anchor Bookkeeping uh, underscore on on uh, on Instagram. So uh, follow you guys there and, and check it all out. And uh, Emil, think. Wow, my phone decided it wanted uh -huh. to talk to me all of a sudden. <laughs> when when you get your phone set up to say computer, you get yourself in trouble. Um, all right, <laughs> perfect. Well, thank you so much for your time today. Let's uh, let's keep in touch because uh, I'd love to keep this uh, communication open. I think you could be really helpful to the small businesses out there. And, and boy, I really appreciate your time today. Thank you so much, Aaron. Thank you for having me. Have a great Saturday. You too. Awesome. Man, that was fun. 
you know, who, who knew that numbers could be so much fun? Um, I, I had a blast. I learned a ton. Like I said, I've got a notebook full of, uh, full of information here. So again, make sure you get over to anchorbookkeeping.com and check them out and uh, tell them you heard about them from Aaron Montgomery or uh, Small Business Saturdays. It's, either one will do. And uh, good. Awesome. Okay, guys. Well, we went into overtime because there was so much good information there. So I'm going to just jump right out of here and then shut it down. Uh, off to Fulton, Missouri to go spend time with Papa. <laughs> All right, guys, have yourself a great Saturday and we will talk to you next Saturday. Actually, uh, I'm going to be coming to you from Chicago uh, the, the Sunday, the 30th. My wife and I are going to be attending a seminar by Jack Canfield called uh, One Day to Greatness. So uh, I think next Saturday is going to be kind of a quick let's talk about what's going to happen what i hope to learn out of that and uh, you tell me what questions i need to ask of jack canfield and uh, i will bring them back to you so all right guys have a great weekend and we will see you next week thanks for tuning into another episode of small business saturday podcast we appreciate having you as part of the community of listeners tune in for the live video sessions at facebook.com slash aaronmontgomery.info to become part of the active community you can contact me directly at aaron at montcoconsulting.com thanks again for listening